I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Browns win, Bengals cover, both QBs lit it up, both offenses lit it up. But I don't think this game tells as much about Baker Mayfield as you might think. Miami comes back and wins, 2-0 lead over Boston. Heat now with a 75% chance to make the finals. Lakers versus the Nuggets tonight. Lakers 83% chance to win this series. Lakers tonight favored by seven. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live on Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And why so great? Football's part of it, baby. What a day. It's a distillation, yes, of the entire week. We got an hour to jam in the best info we've got. Sports bettors, it's going to be about the money. Sports fans, it'll be about knowing more than your buddy. We're going to deliver on both of those. Steve Fezzik in studio. We got a crossfire later. You're on one side, I'm on the other. I think I'm favored. Yeah, you think so? I think so, baby. Well, I'm, listen, as a handicapper, I, I'm lucky if I'm as good as you in a given spot. Maybe NFL, maybe, but hardly anywhere else. But as a debater, mm-hmm, edge. So we'll see if, uh, you know, we'll let Jonas decide. He'll be the judge. <laughs> Speaking of Jonas, he's a Joe, but my favorite Joe in Los Angeles, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got the Friday before all the week two action in the NFL. We've got the Western Conference Finals tipping off later tonight in Orlando. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? I think it's got to be Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. And I say that ironically. (laughs) It was the Battle of Ohio last night, Thursday night football, the kickoff to week two of the 2020 season, and it saw the Cleveland Browns a 35-30 win over the cross-state rival Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, we are a betting show first, and even if you don't bet, the info from a better's perspective is very, well, it's different, let's be honest. Steve Fezzik, you are a professional better. You watch the game. What did you take away from that game that was most important to you? Cleveland dominated the game, particularly at the line of scrimmage. Cleveland ran all over my Bengals. You cashed tickets with Chubb and Hunt. They both went over the Cleveland running backs. How did Cincinnati cover, RJ? Well, miraculous performance by Burrow, who converted, get this, Five of five fourth downs that got the Bengals in the back door. A little bit of misleading final. Cleveland dominated. Okay, so if he would have missed one of those, chances are they don't cover? Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. This is a tough business, man. This is a tough – I mean, imagine having the Browns. Uh, All right. Is that a surprise? Because the Bengals 
were what the worst or second worst team behind Jacksonville on win total? Carolina, second right. worst, third so worst, third yeah. worst. Okay, so right at the bottom, and the Browns were eight and a half. Yes. So Browns were right around twelve, thirteenth mm-hmm. or so. That's not supposed to be competitive, is it? It feels like because the Browns look so bad in Week One, there's like maybe the Browns are as bad as anyone. Except they got pro, you know, all pro level guys at many positions. No doubt. And so, in a way, you saying, "Oh, Browns are better." Wasn't that a foregone conclusion? And, and what I'm saying is, maybe that first game skewed our perspective that much. Yeah, I think so because the Browns were not just better; they were significantly better to the tune of the, if these teams played again. The spread on this game closed six, and I really think that the spread should have been more like eight. The Browns... So did you have a monster best bet on the Browns? No. Why not? Because I didn't know the Browns were going to dominate like they did. Well, no, 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 but what I'm saying is that I think this is what we're going to talk about all the show for the entire weekend games, is the first week of this season might be the most important week when it comes to what did we learn of any week in the NFL history. Because mm. this is so unusual with COVID. And that's what we saw in week one tells us so much. But don't overreact. Even though it's so important, it's probably not as important as the average batter is making it out. There's just no way the Browns could have been so bad with the players they have on their team. right? And against the Bengals, they didn't need... Baker to be anything more than what? A game manager, you say? I mean, was he any more than a game manager? Just a game manager, and his success came from play action when he did throw the ball because the Bengals knew they couldn't stop the run. Jonas, same question to you from the fans' perspective. Number one takeaway. Yeah, it's one of those games to where I come away from it and I feel good if I'm both sides for different reasons. If I'm Cleveland, okay, you can run the ball. And if you can run the ball, even though your defense did not look good and has not looked good all season long, especially in the secondary, at least you'll keep them off the field and you won't have Baker Mayfield who's going to be out there trying to steer the ship. And he's already shown that he's not capable of that at this point in his career. And if you're Cincinnati, although he got battered around a little bit, Joe Burrow's got a little something and he's played much better than... And I think some people thought he would with no preseason, no reps, uh, no real offseason as a rookie in this league on a rebuilding franchise. I think they've got to feel pretty good about it. What, what do you see in Burrow? What is it about him on the NFL field? Obviously, an amazing college career. What did you see last night, Jonas? He's an ultra competitor. You can tell. He was pissed off after the game. He talked about it. It said it's the first time he's lost consecutive games, I think, maybe ever in, in his entire football life. And so when you see that, you just go back to all the stories from him at LSU about getting in a fight in practice. His first day there, he got in a fight with somebody on the defense, and that was a big talking point and his teammates just love the guy AJ Green who's had a bunch of different quarterbacks in Cincinnati talked about how they've got a good one that there's something about this guy they really like so his teammates have really rallied around him but wouldn't you say Baker Mayfield had the same bravado like what and I'm not saying they're the same I'm saying what do you see different in Burrow than Baker because Baker seems brash and 
you know, confident also. More vocal from Baker. I, th- I think yeah, he came. He, he, chirp, yes, chirp, chirp. Right away. He came in just running his mouth right away. And it was for Joe Burrow. He came in, wanted to learn, is going out there, is trying to play and compete. And you don't see any of the same stuff from Baker Mayfield or from Joe Burrow that you did from Mayfield. I think, I think Baker is a little off-putting to some people. And if it's off-putting yep. to people in the media, can you imagine what it's like for guys who play against him when they see the things that he's done throughout the course of his career? So the look-ahead line in this game, and this is a tool we use. They put the line out a week early. So the only thing that changes is potential injuries, but the game in between, the one game in week one. So Cleveland was minus eight in this look-ahead line before week one. Cincinnati pushed, so it wasn't really on Cincinnati changing. It was Cleveland looking so bad, moves this game from eight to six. But somehow Fez doesn't fire. Fez, let me ask you this. How did your A.J. Green prop go? I lost. Wait a minute. You had over how many yards? Over 55. Okay. Joe Burrow had 61 pass attempts. The second most ever for a rookie quarterback ever in the history of this game. And you lost. He, he targeted How? He targeted A.J. Green 13 times, and A.J. Green somehow only caught three balls for 29 yards. And I got to tell you, A.J. Green looks a step slow to me. I got to tell you, it's almost incomprehensible. <laughs> if someone bet over like 55 yards and the number one receiver, how many did Burrow throw? Four? He threw four. Yeah. I mean, now, thank God for R.J. Bell. I would say two two and zero oh for me. So too easy. Yeah, wins. It, when I bet them, they usually are easy. Let's no. It seems like lately it, it does. You know, I got to tell you, and Chubb had fifty only at halftime, and anyone who bet Chubb over knew they were going to win because just you could. Well, yeah, see. he only had like fifteen more yards to get right. Uh, Seventy six, oh, I think. Okay. But 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 the bottom line was, it, it was clear that the Bengals D line was just getting worn down completely at that point. That's the physic. Loser last night. I'm R.J. Bell. Two winners <laughs> last night. Straight out of Vegas. So it's a winner. It's a winning night for you. And let's be honest, they're betting more on my stuff at this point, too. Fez is, hey, we, like we said, it's going to be fascinating. Crossfire. You got Arizona. I've got Washington. Colin Cowherd's world premiere pick number six, bottom of the hour, 630. We're going over every game in between. I mean, wowza. Okay. Couple last thoughts. Do we adjust San Diego? Because the reality is Bake or um, Burrow looked fine, but the Bengals got outclassed, and the Chargers could barely win that game. Do we doubt? This is a theme in Week 2. We see the results in Week 2, and then we look back to Week 1 and reevaluate. Do we downgrade the Chargers? We downgrade the Chargers' offense, but we upgrade the Chargers' defense because they completely kept Burrow in check. So uh, I think you make two adjustments. That's interesting. Good point there. That's a wise guy point. I'm going to make one more point. I at, Yes, the L.A. Chargers, not San Diego. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Is that right? Now, I, last thing for me, and I, I really believe this. I haven't heard it anywhere. The people that watch the film say Baker's problem is he gets fooled, where the, the complex defenses are fooling him. I believe Cincinnati has the worst coaching staff in the NFL. So if there was any staff that he might be able to play into his strength, Baker, 
it would be against a you know bad coach, bad coaching staff mm. that won't be able to trick him. That forget Belichick, the way an average staff or a Harbaugh staff. So I'm not sure who the Browns play next week, but if it's a, a pretty good coach, host, they host Washington. Okay, well Rivera. That's interesting. He's not a scheme guy. But in general, let's keep an eye on Baker because when Baker is – when he's against a really – a tactician, I think he struggles. I think that's a great point. And even his interception last night was a bad interception where he got fooled. He threw it into coverage, and there was no question it was going to get intercepted. And the reality is, is that the Bengals – I mean, do you even debate worse coaching staff, Bengals? No. And uh, they just don't have the pedigree. And they haven't shown us anything, really. Now, listen, they know more football than me on the field, no doubt. But compared to the other 31, disadvantage. Browns get to win. Baker, still a question mark. Let's do this. We'll take our break. When we come back, I mean, this is hard to believe. We're going to go through this hour, every freaking game in the NFL, except Monday night, because we're going over that Monday when we come back. That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at every single NFL game this upcoming weekend. Rapid fire. New thing, Jonas. I don't even know if you know about this. Fez and I have a new bet. Now check this out. He's going to pick seven picks a week, NFL sides, right here. Now, that's too many. You can't win with that many. I'm letting him lay minus 103. So the typical VIG is minus 110. He lays 103 with me, and we're betting 100 a game. So literally (laughs) 700 at risk a week. Feds gets his seven. So when we run down these games, he's going to jump in with his picks for all each of the seven. So this should be exciting every week. <laughs> and, and he'll give his tip or whatever. I'm thinking when he gets down like five units, he's going to start to really crumble. Is that what you think, maybe, Fez? No. When I get up five, I'm going to start to showboat and hot dog and grandstand. Mm. Well, history says yes on that. <laughs> right now, you can listen to this show if you miss any of it on the podcast. Just search RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. We're skipping all the other stuff. It's 103 in Vegas, Jonas. Yes, it's that hot. Let's keep it hot with the picks. That's right, RJ. And let's get it started. And for that, we go to Philadelphia where the Rams are at the Eagles. And right now on pregame.com, Philly is a one-point favorite. Okay, so this baby is going to be my best bet. So we'll do that. We'll do that at the end of the show. And so from there, we go to the NFC South, where Tampa Bay is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, looking to come off that loss at New Orleans against the Carolina Panthers at home. And that, what you just said, is exactly the point, which is because of the idea that everyone thinks, oh, Tampa's going to win. Tampa's going to win because they got to rebound. they got to rebound. I wonder if this team understands how that works. 
meaning who except for Tom Brady on this team has ever lost a game and next week was favored by over a touchdown and knew how to handle it. It takes a real professional team to do that. I'm not sure that Tampa Bay has that. Not even professional. I'm not sure Tampa Bay has that um, that confidence, that swagger to say we're going to make a statement so my big question is actually motivation with Tampa Bay. I think they're going to try, but are they going to be super focused? I'm not sure. Two teams that played on Monday night are the Broncos at the Steelers and Pittsburgh right now on pregame.com, a seven-point favorite. To me, with the Steelers, the question is this. With Tomlin off a win like that in front of the world, they tend to be flat, especially as a bigger favorite. Denver, I would love them. Except the injuries. Fez, I mean, is injured one of the three or four most injured teams, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Von Miller, A.J. Boye, very injured. So, to me, in general, I don't want to play Pittsburgh here, but I don't want to play Denver because of the injury. Oh, this is one of Fez's picks. <laughs> I'm on the Steelers minus the seven. It's all about Big Ben. I liked what I saw from him with a good Big Ben at quarterback. The Steelers have an above-average offense and an elite defense. Well, of course. I mean, everyone knows that. But so you just think they're underrated? Yeah, well, I'm only laying seven at home against the Denver, Denver team that, that, that's, that's really hurting with all these injuries. I, th- you know, I actually mentioned that. I don't think you're in a good spot with Tomlin there. All right, so RJ, from there we go to the Jerry Dome, where the Cowboys are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Dallas, a four-point favorite. All right, Dallas. To me, the shocker here is the line. Now, think about this. Home field is two, and the line is four. So you're saying Dallas and Atlanta on a neutral field is Dallas two? Wait a minute. Dallas was just a three-point favor midweek at L.A. Rams, which implied they were, let's think about this, three, five points better than the Rams. So they're five points better than the Rams, but two points better than the Falcons. Now, I know they lost the game, but they could have won the game. This is the overreaction. No way can you play any team but Dallas here. No George Kittle. That was announced a short time ago. The San Francisco 49ers are on the road and a seven-point favorite at the Jets. One thing here, line move, is this baby opened up four. At four, I would love San Fran. It's up to seven. It's tough. Baker Mayfield obviously not getting a lot of love, and I think rightfully so. Fez, you like the under on this, I know. It's not one of your picks because they're all sides. I agree with them there. Jets can stop the run. San Fran is too thin on D. Or or check that. San Fran is too thin at receiver. I think this is a low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm on the plus seven with the Jets. And you nailed it, RJ. Without Samuel, without Kittle, who's been ruled out now, San Fran's going to have to run the ball. The one thing that New York Jets do well is stop the run. Number two rated D last year, Football Outsiders. It's a good point. So his second pick, Jets, he's making seven of them. Next up on pregame.com, the Bills are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite at the Dolphins. And, RJ, I'll say this. We talk about the humidity in Denver early in the – or we talk about the altitude in Denver early in the season. The humidity in Miami and Jacksonville early in the season is always discussed as well, too. Buffalo, five-and-a-half points favored at Miami. Yeah, I think it's a good point, especially the the uniforms, the sun, you know, first half, second half. There's all kind of talk about that. To me, I trust the Bills to be in shape, but this is COVID. So I think Jonas is making a really good point that it's a discussion worth having. Here's what strikes me is the idea of playing a team 
post Bill Belichick, meaning last week Miami played New England. Well, what does Belichick tend to do? Attack a team perfectly, the best you can attack it, which is a blueprint for the next team. In the last 20 years, the week after New England, teams have covered 48% of the time. Now, that seems small, but there's over 300 games. It's a clear disadvantage to play New England the week before, especially against a Bills coach who is mighty, mighty good. A two 0-1 teams matchup in Indianapolis. The Colts are a three-point favorite hosting the Vikings. Okay, Fez. You know, I want to hear – you've got a pick on this one. I want to hear your take first. All right, I'm on the Vikings plus three. This is all about in Zimmer we trust. Zimmer has been a great against-the-spread coach historically, but when he's off a loss, that's his very best role. 76% against the spread, Minnesota is, when they play off a loss, I will go to the bank with that trend. All right, I actually like that early in the week. I'm leaning more towards Indy now, and here's why. All the film guys say you really watch that game against the Jags, Jags didn't look as good as they thought you'd look at it, the score, even maybe even the stats. And it was a couple of plays where the Colts could have, you know, would have won that game. And I know, well, winning that game's no big deal, but we're all thinking they got beat by the Jags. That causes a big downgrade. They did. I don't know if it was a warranted win, which makes me think Colts might be a little underrated. How much did you downgrade the Colts off that loss? One point. Oh, it, which was almost every team a <laughs> loss, right? That's an easy right. one. So you did not overrate it. All right. The Lions and Packers played two close games a year ago. This time, Green Bay is a six-point favorite hosting Detroit. This is one of the ones, imagine if the game had gone a different way. Very easily, Detroit could have won that game. In fact, I think they were up 23-6 to at one point with about four minutes left in the third quarter. 20 minutes left in the game, they're dominating. If they win that game 30-10, to 30-13, I guess maybe is even more likely, what would this line be? So you have Aaron Rodgers, who looked great. Oh, my God, the best ever MVP Detroit looked horrible. Oh, my God, they got beat by Mitch Trubisky. This is where there's overreaction. I would certainly lean towards the Lions. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Shocker, I'm on the Lions, plus the six and a half, and you stole a little of my thunder in the fourth quarter. What Lions had a little of your thunder? <laughs> I said one sentence on the game. Not only did the Lions have the lead throughout the second half, they were up 10 and driving with six minutes to play, and somehow they lost value on the Lions. Uh, he seems these picks are submitted beforehand, but okay. The Giants on a short week with a rookie head coach go on the road. They're at the Bears, and Chicago's a five and a half point favorite. You're making a good point. Rookie head coaches last year or last week, 0 3 straight up, 0 3 against the spread. Now we had another spread loss on Thursday night. Rookie head coach, right? So now 0 4. I actually lean Giants here, and the reason being, their defense actually looked pretty good in that game, if you look closely. Big Ben played really well. Giants D didn't look bad. And Chicago's the flip side of the Lions. Lions, people are too sour on them. Chicago, people are too excited about a team that had six points with only a quarter and change left. Lean Giants. Jags at the Titans. Tennessee is seven-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com. We talked about the Jags. We thought they might be tanking, but we found out, hey, they're not tanking at minimum. 
but Tennessee might be the most fatigued team. It might be the worst spot we've seen in years. Think about it. One, when it comes to perception, they could have lost. If they lost one more game at the end of last season, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Instead, they win two playoff games. Everyone says, oh, look at them. Tannehill, give them 50, 60, 70 million. Oh, look at the running back. He's so Henry Strong. Okay. Then they go in front of the world on Monday night and win a tough game. Sounds great, but it's a late game Monday, early game Sunday. They played at altitude in a COVID year, and you got Jacksonville that you know is going to play hard. And hey, if Tennessee's a little flat, hey, they're over a touchdown favorite. No big deal. I like the Jags here. On extra rest, the Houston Texans are at home hosting the Baltimore Ravens, but it's Baltimore, seven and a half point favorites. Yeah, and we're going to have that Washington, Arizona is our crossfire, baby. You know, I think the thing about Baltimore you need to realize is just how complex it is to stop this running game. And if you actually look at Houston against Lamar Jackson, not good. So I think if there's any t- it's almost like an option team in college. If you have a team that played one option team last year, how they did tells you a lot of how they're going to do this year against an option team. Well, Houston, there's no one like Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. Houston's played them and did not play well. Baltimore's looking for margin. As much as you think, oh, my gosh, what a great quarterback plus seven at home, I can't bet against Baltimore. The Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chargers. (sighs) we got to downgrade the Chargers off of what we saw last night. Cincinnati is just not good. One of the worst teams, and the Chargers barely, well, they push. They barely win. They push that game last week. Tyrod Taylor, he had a pretty good history when he plays multiple games in a year below average. Now, it could be just one, you know, maybe the guy's finally too old. Those mobile quarterbacks sometimes even, what is Taylor, like 30? I think, is that, yeah, he's in that range. Maybe he's just lost a half a step. I don't know, but I have nothing to recommend the Chargers. And you might say, well, Kansas City, they're that big of a favorite, blah, blah, blah. It's in division. And I, whatever the flat spots are going to be, it's probably not going to be in division. I lead, lean Kansas City. And finally, we go to Sunday Night Football, Fez's feature game. It's the Patriots at the Seahawks. Seattle, a four-point favorite. Yeah, so Fez, I'll let you take the first crack at this one, and I'll give a point. We'll, we'll double up on this one. Seattle has completely changed their MO, apparently. They threw the ball almost two-thirds of the time in week one, despite having a big lead against Atlanta. This Seattle team could be really dangerous with two good wide receivers if they keep doing this all year long. See, Fez makes a great point. What you have to know is, amongst the analytics community, one of the great refrains is, oh, my God, oh, you can't run on first time. Ah! And it's like, eh, mathematically, they're right. And Seattle seemed to be the oldest school of the old school, running, running, running. Now, it seems interesting that Seattle started throwing a bunch of early downs. And after the game, I found this fascinating, is Seattle's coach says, hey, we're going to get back to the run. Pete Carroll says, we're going to get back to the run next week. Why would he say that? I think we're going to see more passing from him. That's a dodge. My last point is, and it's unfortunate, Bill Belichick's mother passed away. How much do you, I think it was Monday, how much do you account for that? I was on Fox Sports Radio in Boston at the Sports Hub today. They told me when his father died, his father died 
like midweek. He didn't even tell the team. It didn't get the, somehow the press didn't know. And after the game, he told the team. And his father died like four days before. Wow. So if that's any indication, it's probably not going to be a distraction. But boy, with anyone else, you'd have to think huge distraction. We got a crossfire coming up. And that crossfire coming up is actually in the desert. It is the Cardinals hosting the Washington football team, Arizona, a seven-point favorite on pregame.com. You know, Jonas, I don't want to give Fez any edge. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a breath and then crossfire because, listen, no edges for Fez. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The shop near you. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, Fez, this music means it's a battle. Let's see. You go first. I'm on Arizona minus the seven. This is all about betting against the Washington football team's offense. Yes, Washington scored 27 points last week, but it was all turnover driven. Only 239 yards last in the NFL in yards for Washington, and they did not move the ball. It was all about Washington's defense getting after Carson Wentz, who had four linemen out. So because of that, I don't see Washington being able to put the points up to hang with Arizona. I'm fading Washington, Arizona minus seven. Let me ask Jonas to stand in for the Joes here. Okay. Now, what team do you feel like I was on with Colin and we're going to have his pick number six next. I was on with him. I said, it looks like you broke up with <laughs> Sam Darnold for <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is I haven't heard a word, a Sam Darnold word out of him. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but we got Kyler Murray now. And he's like, Colin said this week, I'm one of the five people in the world that watches every Arizona game. They're talking about MVP for him now. So you got a quarterback, they're talking MVP. They beat San Francisco, the Super Bowl number two. And this isn't the squarest play of the week? Like, how square is Arizona? <laughs> Let me ask you this. What do you think the bet splits are on that game? 75-25. Yeah, let's pull – Mackenzie, pull that up. Pregame.com. You can look at the bet splits. So you, Barney, Freddie Fanny Pack, and Jonas are all in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. But somehow you think that's the right side. How could that be? Sometimes it's hip to be square, RJ. I mean – It's not, though. <laughs> I mean, if it's Huey Lewis, you could make the case, right? Let's change songs. But it's not. So right now, oh my God, 86% of the cash is on Arizona and the same percentage of tickets. Oh God. So you, everybody, <laughs> and it's just me and that guy with the green eye shades that walks with a hump right now. And I will say beyond just you're so square on this side is one more thing. We had the stat. It was the stat of the week last week. San Francisco struggles against Arizona. Last year, there was over 500 offenses that played defenses. So each in each game, there's two, right? Offense against defense, twice. Okay. So the 10th best performance of all 500-plus games was Arizona over San Fran. And the 11th best performance somehow was Arizona against San Fran. You remember that stat, right? Yes. So whatever they look like, they looked extra good 
against San Fran, wouldn't you say? Yes. So now, in, just like Tampa Bay doesn't know how to bounce back as a big favor, how does? when's the last time Arizona's been this big of a favor? I think we're going to have to go back deep in the database. Yeah, maybe maybe this team hasn't been, yeah. right? Because with Bruce, Bruce Arians, they had some good teams. So to me, it feels like the classic letdown spot, the squares of the square, and somehow you're smiling like you got the right side. I don't get it. Jonas, who do you like in this game? I like Washington getting that oh many Oh, my God. That, that throws. Maybe he's <laughs> well, not as square as I thought. They, they've, <laughs> they've got hands down the best defensive front in football. It's not even close. They're terrifying, and I think they're going to be in a lot of games this year, and that feels like a lot of points for a team that's been bad for a long, long time. That's exactly right. He just touched on it. They're not used to being this big. They're celebrating. They're celebrating and thinking, oh, we got Washington covered. And you know what? Washington didn't play great, but the momentum. It's his set. Our coach has cancer. We just won. Let's go. So we've got a three. Uh, what do we got? We got a $300 bet on this game, right? Yes. All right. Jonas and me, baby. <laughs> you and everybody else. All right. When we come back, Collins pick number six. My best bet is coming up. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. You know, Jonas... I don't know if you know, today is the start of our third year on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I Yesterday didn't was that. the. Uh, yep. So I'm so excited about the quality, everything we're doing, and, you know, the, the team we've got. We just put out a video today. LeBron, we talked about it yesterday, compared to Carl Malone. And you might think, no way. At RJ in Vegas. It's already got over 10,000 views. They're going crazy. These LeBron people are going crazy. <laughs> First, though, we'll get to my best bet. Colin Cowherd every week gives us exclusive world premiere on his pick number six. It's the next game he likes after his Blazing Five. Let's listen. Let's go. go. No. No. That's great football now. It's Collins. Bonus pick only for RJ Bell. Pick number six. Minus six and a half. Is Washington any good, or did Philadelphia have massive cluster injuries on the O line and they just couldn't get out of their own way in the second half? Meanwhile, we know this about defensive lines in, in, in Kyler Murray. He gives the 49ers fits. So if they can't get their clutches on Kyler Murray, <laughs> Arizona's O line's not great. But it actually outperformed expectations last year, and I think it'll be better this year. I'd probably swallow the six and a half here with Arizona. My bonus pick, not my blazing five. Your thoughts? Well, this is one I disagree with a lot. Fezzik, who's on Straight Out of Vegas with me, he actually likes the Cardinals. And we're going to do a crossfire today on okay. it where we battle. Here's why I don't like it. O-line for Arizona is not great. That's, a, you know, maybe 25th in the league. And thus, I think that Washington D-line is going to be effective. I don't think it's the uh, Kyler Murray's el elusiveness that's the problem with San Fran. It's schematic. And this was an amazing stat. I think we talked about this last week. The idea that Arizona had the 10th and 11th best offensive performance the entire year of all teams 
against San Fran last year, and that scheme edge happened again. But Arizona doesn't have that necessarily against Washington. And finally, if you look at Washington winning the game, maybe they shouldn't have. I think with a team that's a losing team, the momentum, the excitement, the sense of here we go is more important. And exactly like you did right, I think, correctly in these other games where you took uh, went against a team that had the big statement win, Arizona, this is the coming out party. In yeah. fact, I mean, from what I hear, uh, just listening to the show, is you broke up with Sam Darnold, and now you're with Kyler Murray at this I, point. I, I, I will say this. I'm seeing <laughs> growth, whereas with Darnold, I'm not. True enough. And I agree. You have. I think this might be your – you got a little shine for him, and I like the underdog here, though there's wise guys on the other side with you. So, Fez, now we know it's you calling <laughs> 85% of the people – and me and Jonas on the other side. <laughs> I have no confidence, especially because Arizona's center isn't going to play against that Washington D-line. Ouch. It's like the, the game doesn't <laughs> even need to play. He loses his confidence, Jonas. Uh, RJ, we've got a best bet coming up here, and it is from you, the voice of Vegas. And for that, we go to Philadelphia, where the Eagles are a one-point favorite on pregame.com, hosting the L.A. Rams. Okay, I got to give Fez credit on this one. He helped me see this because my thought was O-line was bad. It's going to be bad this week. Now, Lane Johnson's coming back, and it's like, well, Lane Johnson, come on. He was border, you know, old. Let's just say this. Not an elite player anymore. But then I looked deeper, and it was like, as Fez said, the fourth lineman, what was his name? Driscoll. Was out for a big chunk of the game because of cramps. So assuming he's back, assuming Lane Johnson's back, now you got two of the four back. Now, what did Philly do so well? Philly's D-line played well against Washington. As you said, the stats were good for the Philly defense. So for me, I'm thinking, okay, uh, the line on this was Philly favored by like four not that long ago, and I played it a plus one. Now it's been steamed up. Imagine that. What is it now? Um, Philly's minus two even? Yeah. So this is a situation where I think that a a chunk of the line value is gone, but I still think the Rams – listen, the Rams were just considered to be a team that should be a home dog of three midweek against Dallas. So now all of a sudden they're a road favorite against Philly? Wait a minute. I thought Philly – and Dallas were about even teams. So let's account for the fact that Philly's a little banged up now, but not near as banged up as last week. So to me, this is another example. Don't overreact to what you see. Everyone saw the Rams look good. They're saying, give me Rams. I'm saying, now nah, I'll take the other side. Everyone said Dallas looks bad. I'm going the other way there. But the pick, the official pick, is Philadelphia – over the Rams. That's my best bet. Fez, you got this as one of your picks, too? Yeah, I joined uh, with yeah, you. We, no time. Monday, <laughs> you've got your seventh pick, and we'll talk about it then. Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today. More than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, a preview of every single game in the NFL you can find on the podcast. We're back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time right here on FSR. Straight Out of Vegas!